Talk with Dr. Michael Smith, MD. And now, here's the country doctor with a city education, Dr. Mike. So my guest is the slow medicine doctor, and he's the author of Slow Medicine, Hope and Healing for Chronic Illness. His name is Dr. Michael Finkelstein. Welcome to the Healthy Talk. Thank you. Good to talk to you again. So let's quickly, we're going to talk about uh, the slow medicine kitchen, and we're going to get what we, what we mean by that in, in, in a second, but maybe let's just quickly review one more time. What are the seven spokes uh, of the of the slow medicine wheel of health. So again, what I am using this for is to redefine health, to broaden it from not just the physical body, but what that physical body is connected to and how it really works in real life. And so one spoke is obviously the physical body, but the next is the mental emotional state, how we feel. And then there are these relationships to other people and ourselves, to the natural world, and to the divine. And then we have our lives in communities, we live with others and surroundings, and then our life's purpose is the seventh spoke, which is what perhaps gives us all meaning, why we actually want to be healthy and why we're alive to begin with. Now you also, so obviously we're going to talk about the slow medicine kitchen now, so we're applying this into our dietary habits as well. What, what, are, uh, the, what are conventional ideas of nourish, nurse, nourishment and, and how are those limited? Well, you know, it's a great question because there's a lot of diets out there. And I, as I read through the books and, you know, talk to people, they're, actually the advice is pretty reasonable. You know, it's more whole foods, less animal products. Uh, you know, it's, you know, going to, you know, think of foods where they come from and where they travel and if they're seasonal, if they're organic. I mean, these are all principles that are now pretty well accepted by most diets. And then there's variations of the theme. But, again, as we talked about earlier, so that advice is given to everybody. I would say most people now know this, and they don't do it because their life gets in the way. There are other reasons that they're choosing other foods. And so my approach is to recognize those other reasons and to help people, you know, get over themselves, meaning get, you know, get to the next level. And so that's where the multitasking comes in. That's where making food enjoyable is really essential, where there's a creative and engaged, a fun aspect of eating again. Right now, I think even people with perfect diets um, are anxious when they eat. Uh, you know, the food on their plate may be great, but what's going on in their stomach and their digestive tract and to assimilate those nutrients, I'm not so sure about. So we need to be in a state of peace and tranquility while we eat this great food. And we want to be right. thrilled and enjoy our lives because otherwise, you know, it's not going to have this effect we desire. And food is something we have to do, so we might as well make the whole process of eating as nourishing as possible so it goes beyond just the food itself and the nutrients but the idea of emotional nourishment, spiritual nourishment, connection. So you know, back so back to the some of the experts that you can you know you can read online, and they all have websites and books. M- many of the advice that they give is always about you can eat this or you you can't eat that. But what you're saying is we should enjoy the foods. I mean, even if we're having a weight issue, I mean, what you, it sounds like what you're saying is we should choose foods that we enjoy. Um, but isn't that kind of counterproductive if I'm trying to lose weight or something? Well, that's the idea of now stepping back and saying, okay, so who am I feeding, and you know how how you know much do I love that? So, as an example, you have this amazing car, you know, brand new, your your dream car you've waited and worked thirty years for. You take care of it, you wash it, you do not drive it in the mud, 
you do not, you know, sort of decide to take it out when it's icy and you may wind up, you know, banging into something, you really take care of it. So the first step of really a good health plan in general is to love the person you're taking care of. So this gets to the mental emotional state. A lot of people eat in certain ways because, and their cravings are related to emotional hunger. You know, something's not feeling fulfilled, and so they're using food for that. So what if you address the empty space first before you start to talk about the diet? Or you, you did it in such a way that you included the empty space in the emotional or spiritual categories in concert with the food. The more you love that body, the less likely you're going to reach for another pint of ice cream. And so the idea is to couple these things. It's not one or the other. The diet, yes, is important. Your point is well taken. It's, you can't just keep going on and eating so much or, or the quote-unquote wrong foods. But to get there, one has to really appreciate the person who's being fed, love that person, and take care of it like a precious vehicle. So when, so when we address the person who's doing the eating, just like you just said. But at some point, we do look at the, the, the food that we're eating. As a matter of fact, I think on your, in your book or on your site, you mentioned the five elements, source, ingredients, preparation, presentation, consumption. Why don't you walk us through some of that and how you educate your patients on those five elements? Well, so the idea is to make food and the process of eating as fulfilling as possible. Again, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual. So in identifying what you're going to eat. You can go to a supermarket and you could get food there and it could be fine. But you could also go to a farmer's market perhaps or grow it in your backyard, even on a pot on your patio or your windowsill, and you can cut off some herbs or have a tomato once in a while that's actually your own. We know what that, the difference between those two foods are. Forget the nutrients, you know, the, what, the, what the scientists say, but we know what it feels like to have your hands on food that is really fresh. So there's that process of procurement, you know, the source, and then the people relating to the source. And there's the idea of then you could put pop that whole tomato in your mouth and just, like, swallow it without biting it. Or you can cut it up and you could prepare your food in such a way that's sort of a creative artistic thing. And you can do that and be enjoyed by other people. So then it's a connection in, to the community. And you can put candles and lights on the table to, you know, and flowers on the table to sort of beautify the whole environment. Everyone can shut their phones off. You could grace or give thanks. You could do a lot of things that all of a sudden elevate the quality of those nutrients so that it's all about those different elements. And then when you sit down, finally take a bite, you're in this parasympathetic, slow, receptive mode to the good nutrients that you've just put together on the plate physically actually get assimilated into your body. This is how one becomes healthier. Yeah. So it's, so this is really going back to that multi healthy multitasking idea, right? So we, as I'm growing my food, I can be with friends who can help me do that. They can help me pick the tomatoes. We can go and cook something that's creative to get. So I'm relating to people. I'm doing something active and I'm eating fresh food. So I'm putting it all, I'm doing all these good things for me and I'm doing it all together. That's kind exactly. of the gist and of all this, isn't it? obligated to eat, it's the perfect yeah. opportunity on a daily basis to really take care of yourself in this way. It doesn't have to get more complicated than that. So let's just say one meal a day, or let's say it's not possible every day, you know, because of work schedules and school schedules, et cetera, but maybe one meal a week, a Sabbath meal, you actually bring this together, and then that's your holy day. That's your, you know, health, you know, the word health and holy come from the same Anglo-Saxon root, halen. It's about wholeness. So we take care of ourselves, not necessarily all the time. We don't have to become neurotic but we can become disciplined so that it's regular enough 
that we get back on track and we enjoy this. This is, this is not a diet where we're thinking, I'm eating this broccoli, I'm not getting cancer. This is a diet where I'm in love with my life and the people around me and I know where this tomato came from. Yeah, how, but how, how successful have you been in getting people to move from that dieting mindset and move more into the dining mindset, that, that multitasking, healthy multitasking mindset? I mean, do, are people doing this and doing it well? What, what's your experience? I think people are much more interested in this approach, that they're finding it much more palatable, literally, that they're, they, they're drawn to it as opposed to repelled from something else. You know, they're not doing this in fear. They're doing this because they want to. So, and that's a big difference. And so, as far as frequency, I think once a week is more typical for people to begin this than all the time. So, and I am fine. Everyone needs to take just that first step. But this is the path back. And the fact of the matter is that the body is remarkably resilient. So we could work really hard six days a week. It's, it's truly possible, and people can be healthy. But we do need that Let's call it a day of rest. We do need that special okay. meal. We need that time to unplug and push the sure. power. Dr. Fickleson, we're going we're gonna to have to leave it there. He's the Slow Medicine Doctor. Go visit him at slowmedicinedoctor.com. Check out his book and his website. Uh, very interesting topic. Thanks for coming on. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well.